the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. Uh, Good day to you. Actually, it's a great day because we're talking about a month the third month in the biblical Hebrew calendar called Savan, but it's also a great D-A-Y day because this is tied to a thing called Pentecost. And from a Jewish perspective, it is tied to a thing called Shavuot. It is also a time of the harvest of the wheat from a biblical standpoint. We're going to talk about all those things. And uh, Christine Vallis is with me from His Appointed Times and her chalkboard teaching. And hey, Christine Vallis, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, Kaz. Thanks so much. Yeah. It's always a blessing to join you. And I've got a treat for you, my listening friends. You know, oftentimes during a show, uh, we we always have pe- people praying for the show, but sometimes I have been bringing the prayer warriors on to pray to begin the show. And I, I, I like that, and it gives the prayer warriors an opportunity to pray not only over uh, we who are doing the show, but also those who are listening to the show, and that's Y-O-U, and I think it's helpful to have that person pray over the show and Y-O-U, and I'm going to do that and bring Linda Sellers, who's one of our ongoing remarkable prayer warriors. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? Hey, Kaz. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Would you be so kind as to pray over the show? Take a couple of minutes. My listening friend, soak this in, because she's going to be praying not only for the show itself and the, the presenters of the show, but uh, people like you who are listening to the show and uh, God's supernatural empowerment. And if there ever was a time for supernatural empowerment, is the time of Pentecost. We'll talk more about that with Christine Vallis. But uh, Linda Sellers, would you be so kind? Thank you, Jeff. Yes. Father God, we come to you with great gratitude and humility this evening to admonish you for pulling on those of us who didn't know you, and that we now know and accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and you, Father, as the best Father we could ever experience. We declare and decree that you will anoint this show, and even over the airwaves, we want you to make your glorious presence felt. Bless and anoint Kaz's co-host, Christine Valles from Florida, She's an amazing teacher of the feasts of the Jewish calendar months that differ from ours. Father, you created these feasts in your calendar for deep and very special reasons. We as Christians need to know about these, and they not just for the Jews, but for all people around the world to observe. We missed many blessings by not following these. That you open the hearts and minds of the listeners in order to receive the nuggets that Christine and Kat will reveal today about these. We Christians and Jews serve the very same God, and we need to understand and unite together as one body. 
let Christians and Jews absorb the truths that are coming forth today that you adamantly want us to know about and follow, Father. Protect the broadcast from any and all disturbances that would hinder getting this word out today, and let everything run smoothly and beautifully during the program that will bring about new light shed on part of what you've set forth for your matchless word for all to follow. Thank you, Father. In the mighty, holy name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Linda the Sellers. Thank you. Linda, God bless you, sis. You're you're a remarkable friend and prayer warrior. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Thank thank you, Linda. Thank you. God bless you. Well, Christine Vallis. My dear friend in the Floridas, yes. uh, Kaz yes. and the KPRZ in the Californias, particularly California. in San Diego. There you mm-hmm. go. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we've kind of had fun through the months, haven't we? We've kind of gone through a number of months, yeah. including Nissan, which a couple months ago, and then the uh-huh. m- most recent month thereafter is Yar, and now we're in Savan, mm-hmm. the third month of the biblical mm-hmm. calendar. You've got so many things to say, and I don't want to take any more of your time, so I'm going <laughs> to hand, wow. hand the baton to you and uh, <laughs> let her rip. Okay. Well, yes, it is fun. I mean, you, you know, we could go on for hours with talking about the goodness of God and uh, the way he guides us and leads us and and his calendar is just full, right? Yes. So yeah, we're 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 jumping in. We've already jumped into the uh, month uh, that we're in right now. It's called Savan, and um, it is the third month in the spiritual calendar year. And so, you know, if you look at the perspective of counting the months from Nisan, Nisan is the first month of the spiritual year, then Er, and now we're here in Savan, and so. This third month um, is connected with the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is Gimel, which is a picture of a camel. And so camels in scripture are um, connected or a picture of provision, right? And um, I know, Kaz, that I'm sure you get excited when you see the Amazon truck pulling up to your house, right? (laughs) My wife gets excited (laughs) and I go, oh, what did she buy now? (laughs) I mean, you're either excited or on the other end, but um, yeah, so camels in the Bible were like, you know, UPS or the Amazon trucks coming, you know, so, you know, it's an exciting thing to see um, camels on the horizon. And so here we are, we're in this month, um, basically of the camel, which is a picture, really, everything points to God, everything points to Jesus, and it's the provision of God the extravagant provision, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he would go to no end, you know, he would give the very best for us, and he did, right? And so talking about the extravagance, and this month is known as the month of provision. And not only that, but in this year, um, 5783, that ties in with 2023, if we look at that last number, it's a three. So the three is connected with the gamel. So so we're in the month of the camel, the month of the gamel, the month of provision in the year of provision. Wow. So I love that. Yeah. So God had to remind me. He was like tapping me on the shoulder saying, hey, you know, there's a double thing going on here. And so 
I'm, I'm just excited about that, that the Lord wants us to focus on his provision in our lives and to rest in that provision. You know, we, nothing that we do comes from striving, right? Everything that we have in Jesus is by faith, right? Yes. Believing and resting in that. So, so the Lord wants us to rest and receive his provision. And it says in scripture that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, right? So, um, I always say to myself and to other people that I think we we are better off than we think a lot of times, yes. you know, because we're thinking in the natural, we're looking at the natural, and we're forgetting that who we really are in the spirit trumps who we are in the natural. So, um, so we have been given so many spiritual blessings that the Lord wants us um, to to open our eyes to. And not only um, just to sit there and say, oh, I'm blessed, right? But but we are blessed to be a blessing, right? As it says in Genesis 12, yes. that the, the reason why the Lord blesses us is not so that we can just keep gaining and, and having all, you know, these things and assets or money or whatever, or knowledge even, um, just for ourselves. It was never meant to be that. We are blessed to be a blessing, Right? Oh, we are blessed to be a blessing. That is so good. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we're to rise up, especially in this year. We're coming, 5783 comes out, it follows a Sabbath year. So um, this year, the Lord was showing me, and I have a whole chalkboard on 5783, which features a whole big camel right in the middle of it. And um, the, the thing that the Lord gave me about this year is that out of a year of Sabbath, we are to rise up and release his abundant provision, right? We are to go forth really as his gemels, as his people that bring provision to others, refreshment, words of encouragement, songs, right, Cass? Yes. Um, Singing, singing behind people's ears, encouragement, right? Um, blessing people. We are not just to sit on the provision that we've been given. We are to go out and share with others. And yes. so we are very rich in the Lord. And so we, we have a lot to share. Yes, we so do. So how do you like that for a kickoff here in this um, we like month it. of Gimel, in the, the year of, of Gimel? Yes. Yeah. A.K.A. Yeah. the month of Sivan, S-I-V-A-N. You know, Chris, Christine Vallis, one of the things that I really love about you is you take seriously the months of the biblical calendar. They're tied to harvest times. They're tar- tied to festival yeah. times. They're tied to so many other times, but they're also illustrative of the things that happened back in the yesterdays, but also the todays yeah. and also into the future as well. So if we can garner the things that each month carries with it, we can be prepared for not only the blessings, but the forewarnings that God gives us in each and every month. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of the other components to this third month of Sivan. And it's actually a birthday season for the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's also a celebration season for the introduction of the Ten Commandments. We're going to talk about those things as Mm -hmm. well. We're running out of time in this segment, but I know that you're geared up uh, and your camels are loaded with uh, Mm -hmm. wonderful things to share (laughs) with us. And my listening friend, uh, let me just give you an email address for her, or actually a website for her, and help me get this right. It's Mm christinevallis.com. Is it .com? 
That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, Vallis as in Dallas, except one L, V-A-L-E-S, all smushed together, <laughs> dot com. And, you, and you know, you can find many of the books that she's written, uh, many of the te- her chalkboard teachings. Uh, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, many of her original songs as well. So I want you to spend some time, maybe during the commercial breaks, thumb on through and find out about this wonderful lady. She is joining me, sharing the wonderful biblical months of the Hebrew biblical calendar for your blessing and for warnings and so many other things. And Christine Vellis will talk about this third month some more and the other times that are tied to this month when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. You know, one of the things that we love doing on this show is to identify the days, months, years, seasons of Scripture because once you realize that they're really tied to the yesterday, today, and forevers, uh, then it's, it's really reassuring. That's one of the reasons that God gave those to us. We find out in Genesis chapter 1 that God gave the sun, the moon, the stars, and all, all these different things as signs and seasons, days and years for our edification. And a lot of times we, in, in Scripture, we, we don't pay too much attention. We read our little Bible verse and we go, ah, there it is. Or you mm-hmm. hear it taught in, in, in church and you go, ah, there it is. But when you start connecting the different months and mm-hmm. harvest seasons and things like that, it is remarkable. And speaking of remarkable, here's my remarkable friend, Christine Vallis, mm-hmm. to talk a little bit more about her chalkboard teaching for this month, the third month in the biblical calendar, Savan, and all the yeah. things that go along with it. Christine Mellis. Oh, man, thank you. What, a, what an introduction. Oh, boy. Um, well, thank you, Kaz. And, um, you know, as you were talking about that, I, I, I want to say this. Um, you know, when, when I first got some exposure to the biblical calendar and feasts and stuff like that, a lot of times it was, you know, from a teaching, let's say, at a church, and all of a sudden, you know, oh, Today is Passover, or it's Hanukkah, or um, or Pentecost, and, and it kind of um, takes you by surprise sometimes. Yes, you know? it does. And I was like, I wish I would have known a little bit in advance so I could prepare. You know, so I think that's why um, one of the reasons why I kind of developed. Um, God led me to create the calendar and workbook study guide so that we don't have to be caught guard and we can actually kind of prepare for these these. Um, and and have a clue of what's going on on God's calendar and not be surprised, like, oh, today is, you know, whatever exactly. holiday. Exactly, but also so, warnings, also yeah. warnings. And warnings as well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, the Lord is a good shepherd, and I think I always knew that, you know, and you have pictures in your mind of the Lord with the sheep and the shepherd's staff and everything, but he really is a good shepherd, and I mean specifically, and not just, you know, generally speaking, very specific um, to lead and guide us and warn us into all truth and, and lead us on a good, prosperous path, you know. So um, so I'm blessed to share and, and um, tonight with you as we share and, and give people an understanding as much as we can here in this short time about the month of Savan and this feast of Shavuot and Pentecost. And so 
we want to talk about this month as the month we mentioned, Savan here. It is the month of giving. It's the month of provision. Because in biblical history, in this very month, um, God gave very extravagant gifts, as Kaz mentioned, um, in the Old Testament and also in the New. And they were both given on the very exact same day. And that is the sixth day of this month of, of Savan. And actually the sixth month, or I'm sorry, the sixth day of this month of Savan was last night. Yeah, so so this was the giving, this day of extravagant giving in the Old and New Testament. In the Old Testament, it was the giving of the Torah yes. and the Ten Commandments. And in the New Testament, it was the giving of the Holy Spirit, yes, the yes, birth yes. of the church. Yes. And yeah. my listening friend, here's the deal. You know, remember in Scripture when you start reading in Genesis and so forth, it says, and the evening and the morning was mm-hmm. the first day. So the evening, yesterday evening, began this Shavuot celebration. It began That's in right. the evening of yesterday, but that means today is the day that we are actually experiencing this uh, festive time frame. And... Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it's remarkable. I know you wanted to say a little bit more about this because this is yeah. remarkable from from a biblical Hebrew perspective. I'm going to hand it back to you. Yeah, and you know, one one cool thing when uh to to piggyback on that point about, you know, the day starting at night. Yes. I thought, Lord, that is how am I going to wrap my head around that one? How <laughs> does the day start at night? And you know what, the Lord he made it really simple. He said, well, you actually start your day at night anyway. And I said, I do, you know, and I think a lot of us do. Um, because what do we do the night, you know, as in, as the evening winds down, we start preparing for the next day. Absolutely. Right? Oh, that's so we good. Take the, right? So it's really, we really are starting the day at night, but we don't realize it. And one other thing the Lord told me about that is that, he always wants us to start from a place of rest. And Ooh. so what do we do? We go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we start the day, you know, preparing for the next day, and then we rest. And then we wake up and, you know, you're energized the rest of our day. in theory. Yeah. You're energized yeah. and you can and energized. focused. Yeah. That is so, so that good. was the way the Lord the Lord showed me how uh, how to really get that concept of the day starting at night. So yeah, so the day starts at night. So so this festival of, of Shavuot, of the giving of the Torah, um, celebrated uh, just to, last night and into today. And so what what was this whole thing? And so let me let me see if I can um, kind of give it to you in a nutshell here. But um, in the Old Testament, um, in let's see here, um, after 50 days after the first Passover um, in Nisan, right, when, when they went through the Red Sea and everything, 50 days later, God would bring his people and lead Moses to Mount Sinai. And there he gave the Ten Commandments and many statutes, you know, and, and what I love also is that he gave the blueprints for the tabernacle to, to mm. Moses. And so, so this was a gift of great spiritual provision. This was the word of God, right, coming to them. And also in the natural, um, so that's the, the spiritual provision, but in the natural, like we were talking about earlier, Kaz, you know, talking about the feast, so much of God's calendar is celebrating 
on harvest times. Yes. And so in the natural, um, this was this this 50 days between uh, Passover and Pentecost or Shavuot. It was um, the Lord in, in Leviticus 23 um, told the Israelites to count 50 days from the Passover uh, harvest, which was barley harvest that we talked about back in Nisan, count 50 days from barley to wheat. And that was a count called counting the omer, which is basically like a sheaf of wheat. And yes. so they would count up, count up these days in expectation to this celebration called Shavuot, which actually means Feast of Weeks, because they were literally counting for right. weeks, right? Right. And um, so, so there they were um, in the natural, like even, you know, before, you know, uh, the giving of the Ten Commandments, they were doing this physical count, yes. um, even, you know, throughout uh, Israel uh, history. And so what they also would do, they would um, present two loaves of wheat mm. um, during this time. And, and also another thing that is highlighted here that you may want to check out during this time is the book of Ruth actually is a story that's set between the barley and the wheat harvest. The book of Ruth with Boaz and all those Uh characters. How remarkable. That's right. Yeah. So we can glean a lot from that, right? And so, of course, you know, Boaz, that picture of Jesus, our kinsman redeemer. and The and bride just, and the bridegroom. Um, the bride and the bridegroom. Yes, yes, yes. So there's so much we can learn. So this is that Old Testament day of extravagant giving where God gave natural provision of the wheat harvest, right? This kicked off the whole summer harvest, the beginning of a, of a huge harvest to come. And also he gave spiritual provision by giving the giving of the Torah, the giving of his word, the giving of, of the plans for the tabernacle so that he could dwell with his people. Yes. Isn't that awesome? It is he wants real. to dwell with us. Yeah. So, so this is, it's, it's a month of God's extravagant giving. And we see it here in the old Testament. We're focusing right now on the old Testament on the sixth day of the bond. It was, it was already a feast that was established, and now we're going to look in the next segment. We're going to look at how this very same day that, that they didn't need to create another holiday for no. when the Holy Spirit was given. It was already set. They were already celebrating the Feast of Shavuot in Jerusalem, and then the Holy Spirit was poured out. Yes. So, but this, this was a foreshadow here in the Old Testament of what would come. And it's a new and better covenant, you know? Ooh, that's so, good. so, right? So we don't have to look back in the Old Testament and be like, oh, I wish I had that. You know, we haven't, we had that and then some, that's you know? Right. And, and um, so, so this is all happening even this weekend, which is so cool that we're doing <laughs> this. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to dig into some of these other things. I think you really set the stage and many people it would not be inappropriate to identify this time frame right now as the birthday, literally, of the church. The birthday mm-hmm. of the church. And uh, right. it, this is also the day where God's instructions were give, given to Israel and the Hebrews as well, this, the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. and what a remarkable time frame. We're going to talk about some of the common denominators there as well when we do the yeah. next segment. But right now, my listening friend, if you want to find out more about Christine Vallis, just go to ChristineVallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com, and you can find out a lot of her book information, a lot of her uh, chalkboard teaching, and a lot about her song. She's remarkable, and let me say that again, remarkable. <laughs> and um, also, if you want to find out about Kaz and uh, email me a note and say, more of this, more of that, or I have an idea for a show, let me give you this information. Come Together San Diego, all one word, Come Together San Diego at kprz.com. And you can access that and email me a note and say, Kaz, I like these shows or here's an idea for a show. But be careful. If you have a great idea for a show, I might say, yeah, come on and co-host with me. <laughs> Isn't that right, Christine Dallas? That's, that's right. That's what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, we're going to talk so much more about this third month in the biblical calendar and the other vital dates and days and harvests that are tied to this when we come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Hello, my friends. Yes, we're back. Christine Vallis, uh, his appointed time and his appointed times and also, you know, the, her chalkboard teachings you go to YouTube and just put Christine Vallis or Chalkboard Teachings in there and look at the uh, number of months that she does, not only for this uh, 5783, this current month, but you can dig back into her previous teachings of the different months. And you know, when you look back, you'll realize something very interesting. If you look at the Savan teaching she did last year or the year before or whatever, you'll realize that there are different components within it because God gives us new nuances in uh, his mm-hmm. truths. Isn't that right, uh, Christine? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So what, one of the things yeah. that I, that reminds me of, when you, my listening friend, you go, okay, I'm reading the Bible this year. And you go, yeah, I've read that scripture. I've, re- I've read mm-hmm. Genesis and I've read Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, so forth and so on, and also the Gospels and the prophets and things like that. I don't need to read them again. Are you kidding me? Each time you go into yeah. it, just like with Christine, every year she goes into the different months, there are different things mm-hmm. that stand out. And God says, I didn't show you this last year. It's time for me to show you this this year. It's remarkable, isn't Mm -hmm. it, Christine? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, there's certain things, even if I just look at the chalkboard drawing that I drew myself, you know, that um, some things really jump out at me in certain, uh, you know, years. Yes. And others kind of just are there, but they kind of fade in the background. But the Lord highlights certain things in certain times, you know, because he loves us. Yes, yeah. yes. One of the things I think he's highlighting now is the the common denominators tied to, you yeah. You called it a different name. I call it Shavuot. How do you pronounce it? Shavuot. Shavuot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so different people are going to pronounce them slightly yeah. different ways. Mm-hmm. Christine's probably mm-hmm. right, and I'm way off. But I don't you know. know. I don't. I, I'm a Gentile, so, you know. <laughs> God forgives we Gentiles. So, <laughs> so but, but, you know, the, the fact that this is also tied to the Mount Sinai de- delivering of the Ten Commandments and also the directives for the building 
of the tabernacle of Moses. Are you kidding me? These are absolutely remarkable, but there may be some Mm -hmm. common denominator, I can say that word, denominators that God (laughs) wants to to show Mm -hmm. us that are really tied together, this Mount Sinai experience and the upper room experience of Acts chapter 2 of the coming of empowerment of the Holy Spirit. There may be some common denominators that we had never seen before. I'm going to hand the baton to you to talk a little bit about the New Testament version of this celebration of the wheat harvest. That's right. Yes, awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities if we look at it. Um, And I'm sure you're going to get into more in the second hour, Um, but we'll touch on a few here. Yeah, so so again, just to um, underscore what's going on here is that the same day that God gave the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament, if you fast-forwarded into the New Testament, it was the same exact day where he gave the Holy Spirit. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I it just is. love that. Yeah. yeah. So he, he does this. And um, with a lot of, of course, the feasts, of course, you know, Passover and Jesus' death and first fruits, his resurrection. So we see the pattern here. So here it is again in Savan. He gives the, the law in the Old Testament on the 6th of Savan and the, the 50th day of this counting of the Omar. And then in the New Testament, we read, you know, in the book of Acts, in the first chapter, and um, in Acts chapter 1 and 2. And now, so we have to realize this, that everyone that was going to Jerusalem, you know, they were they were going there for this feast of Shavuot, or, you know, this 50 count, this 50-day count. And part of the tradition, actually, was that they would read the Torah all night. They would stay up all night. So those guys, you know, in the, the 120 disciples that were gathered there in the upper room, they, they were actually, you know, reading the Torah all night. This was part of their tradition that they did. And so it wasn't like they were just sitting around doing nothing, you know. And so, <laughs> so they, were, they, were, they were kind of doing that they, something that they would normally do every year. You know, so it wasn't like something new that they were doing, but something new was about to happen. Oh, yes. For sure. Right. Something really new. And Jesus told them, right. He told them um, right there on the 40th day, right, of this counting of the Omer. He he ascended on the 40th day. Right. He walked 40 days yes. on the earth. So. So they're counting. The, the, the risen Jesus walked 40 days yes. with his disciples before he That's ascended right. into the heavenlies. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So so they're counting these days. And on the 40th day, he, he ascended into heaven. Now, before he ascended, he told the disciples not to, to leave Jerusalem, but wait um, for what the Father had promised, as John baptized you with water, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days from now, basically 10 days later, right? Yes. And you will receive power and be my witnesses in Jerusalem and to the ends of the earth. Yes. So so that was something different. They were warned about. They were going to go to Jerusalem anyway, but he's like, don't wait you know, or, or wait there. Don't leave. And, and, you know, stay for the whole thing, basically, because something <laughs> different is going to happen. You know, it would be like if you're at a Thanksgiving dinner, don't leave after the pumpkin pie. Stay, stay all the way to the end. Right. So because God had a gift to give them and it was this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
So this comparison that I see is that um, here they are. They're, they're gathered in the upper room. They're getting ready to celebrate Shavuot. They're up all night reading the Torah. And it says, on the early morning on the 50th day, a noise of a mighty wind filled the house and tongues of fire rested upon them. Well, this, Kaz, to me is a very similar scene of Mount Sinai with the cloud and and the fire, right? So there's all this, it wasn't like a quiet gathering, you know, (laughs) this, you know, holy, you know, a quiet, somber. No, no, it was raucous in a very, in a very positive way. Yes, yes. So we have a similar scene of Mount Sinai with the cloud and the fire. And, and here they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And this is known as the day of Pentecost in the New Testament, right? The giving of the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus promised in John 14, he said, I'm going to send you another comforter, the Spirit of truth. And 3,000 people were saved that day, right? In the Old Testament, what happened? The giving of the, the Torah and Moses came down, and they only defined them worshiping, you know, the, the golden, the, um, golden yeah. calf. But the number right? 3,000, we say 3,000 people yeah. were saved, but that same number presented itself back then, too, didn't it? Yes, yes. How? What happened? 3,000 people died. Why? Because they created this idol. They were under the law, and they broke it, Yes. you know? So, so there was there was bloodshed there, and three thousand people died. And now we force forward in the New Testament. God gives the Holy Spirit. Three thousand people came to life, basically. Oh my. So, so that's why we call this the New and Better Covenant, because the Word of God, everything God creates, is good, right? The law is good. We we read it. We we. This is a standard that God has given us. But the problem is, we could never keep it. Right. So so that's the, the struggle with it. But Jesus fulfilled it for us. So so we can celebrate this. We can celebrate the word and we can rejoice in the new and better covenant that we are in. Yes. 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 And one of the things so, we talked about in the yeah. earlier segments was that not only does he give these to us for blessing, but also for empowerment in challenging and difficult times. So, the, you know, how, how can we not only survive but thrive in the challenging times that we find ourselves today? Holy Spirit has to have Holy Spirit's way in our life and lifestyle uh, or else uh, we're, we're fair game for the enemy. Let, let's put it that mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. we need to live in the power of Holy Spirit not only upon us but in us and through us to other people. Yes. So yes. can we talk in the next segment a little bit more about yeah. what this um, baptism in Holy Spirit and the empowerment of Holy Spirit looks, sounds, and is like uh, for our listening Please. friends? Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was a question I had, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, okay, absolutely. well then we, we won't yeah. go away, and my listening friend will do you a deal. We won't go away, and you mm-hmm. don't go away, because Christine Vallis and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I'm back. 
with Christine Vallis, my co-host for this entire two hours of Come Together San Diego. And this is a, a vital month in the biblical calendar. You know, you know, like like the Gregorian calendar, typically this uh, calendar has 12 months, but they are named differently and they're counted differently. And when you realize that God has planned this calendar since even back in the days of uh, of Genesis, for the, in the sun, the moon, and the stars, for uh, for times and seasons and days and years, mm-hmm. it's it's invaluable when we dig more deeply. And sometimes in our cursory study of the scripture, we don't really dig deeply and go, oh, because this particular festival ha- feast happened because of the the wheat or the the barley is mentioned, or you know a certain celebration or a certain biblical month that may, may say in scripture the third month of the biblical of the calendar. When you start to realize those things and dig into them, you realize that this is not only a, a calendar, but it's what do you want to say a history book for yesterday, today, and forever. And to help us mm-hmm. understand the value of this third month in the biblical calendar, the month of Sivan, and the time of the Pentecost, I have none other than Christine Vallis with me, Christine Vallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com, to mm-hmm. find out more about her. Tell us about this power of the Holy Spirit, Christine. Yes, yes. Um, thank you, Kaz. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this little segment because, um, you know, this— whole uh, topic of the baptism of the Holy Spirit was, uh, personally for me, I had heard about it and saw um, manifestations of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, like people speaking in tongues and prophesying and doing all that stuff. But um, I never was really taught about it. Yes. And I, I, people would kind of you know, just um, act, <laughs> like they call it the book of Acts, right? I mean, sure. so act out, you know, prophesy, pray over people, all this stuff. But I I really wanted to um, find in the scripture, like, where was this happening? And of course, it's right here. But, um, but I thought, as a believer, that I had the Holy Spirit, and I was good. And um, because, you know, when we receive Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit, right? So I had to come to an understanding, and the Lord is awesome to to answer the questions that we have in our heart, you know, and by His Word. And so this was a question that I had. And, you know, I never realized that in the Old Testament, and even, you know, basically before the Holy Spirit was given, the Holy Spirit would just come and go on believers, you know, like the Holy Spirit came upon David because he was a king, you know. And so the Holy Spirit would, would come upon believers to fulfill a task. But the, the Holy Spirit could not dwell in a person because sin was not atoned for yet. Ooh. But, um, right? Okay. Yeah. So that's why in the Psalms it says, oh, Lord, you know, David says, take not your Holy Spirit from me. You know, and we sing that song, you know. Uh, What's that song, Cast, You know, um, cast me not away from your presence, O Lord, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, me, right? And and so I remember a woman actually in a Bible study saying, oh, Lord, please don't take your Holy Spirit from us. And I thought, huh, wait, could that happen? And I thought, no. And so we have to put into context, 
is this, you know, before Jesus died or after Jesus died? So David was saying that because that's how it was in the Old Testament. But after Jesus died, you know, it was buried and resurrected and the Holy Spirit came. Once the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit forever. And so that's the difference, right? And so, but this was still the other question I had, because people say, are you baptized? And I would say, well, I'm already, I have the Holy Spirit, right? I'm a, I'm a Christian. I believed in Jesus, and I'm, um, I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit. But here is the verse that, that got it for me. <laughs> and I realized that there was two things happening. Not only do we, are we sealed with the Holy Spirit, but there is like a second step. And I, I just couldn't find this. And there it is. It's in Acts chapter 19. And it says here, Paul is asking believers, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Mm. So there it was to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So, so there is something more. You know, there is something more that how are we to go about doing these works, these acts of of, of the apostles, right? Unless we're empowered by something, right? We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. But Jesus was saying, wait, 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 you need to be empowered in order to do these things. So, So there is this baptism of the Holy Spirit. So for me, once I saw that in Scripture, I was good. (laughs) You know, I'm like, okay, okay. Now I'm not going off of what I see because I could, you know, we could easily imitate other people, but I I don't want imitation. I want revelation and I want it from God's word. I needed him to show me. And so once he showed me, then I can be open to that. And so that's when I was open to that and said, okay, yeah, I want it, you know? And so, so the Lord is a giver of all good things and he wants us to have everything, right? And and so why wouldn't we want all that God has for us? And so, yes, as believers, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, but there's more. There's an empowerment. There's a boldness. There's praying in the Spirit, which is basically talking spirit to spirit to the Lord perfectly. And and there's the gifts of the Spirit, you know, um, prophesying and giving people a word of knowledge. All this comes with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't you agree, Kaz? Am oh, I am I right? Uh, no, a- absolutely. Okay. And I, I've spent a lot of time <laughs> looking at the different denominations, and uh, you're right. The, the, there are the evangelical uh, denominations that go, yeah, like what you said at the very beginning. Yeah, we have Holy Spirit because the Scripture says mm-hmm. we do. But mm-hmm. it's like um, like having a uh, a a can of uh, of uh, olive oil or or a bottle of olive oil. I have olive oil, yeah. but have you opened it up? Have you actually Amen. used it for cooking? You know, have you ever tasted mm. it? And the point point mm. of the matter is, yes, Holy Spirit has been because we received Jesus. Jesus um, is the ushers in Holy Spirit, so we do have Holy Spirit in that context. But have we really opened up that bottle? <laughs> right. So I think that's what God wants yeah. us to do. And we have about a minute and a half or two minutes left in this segment. Will you do, mm-hmm. do me a favor? We've got a lot of listeners mm-hmm. here. A lot of a lot yeah. of listeners may uh, embrace the, in the evangelical point of view where they go, yeah, we have mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, but there's yeah. have we uncapped that Holy Spirit in our lives? And, and, and would you be so kind as to pray over our listeners right now yeah. and invite them to join mm-hmm. you in unscrewing the top? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. So, 
Thank you, Lord. And if there's anybody out there that has not invited Jesus into their hearts, we just invite um, and, and open that up. If there's anyone who senses the Lord tapping on their shoulder, he's been drawing you and calling you. Today is the day of salvation. All you have to do is believe and receive on Jesus, and he will fill you and complete you with the Holy Spirit, make you a new creation in Christ. And for those of us out there who have received Jesus into our hearts, but have never really tapped into this baptism of the Holy Spirit, well, Jesus says, you know, don't go any further in your own strength. He has supernatural strength to give you, supernatural power, supernatural gifts that he wants to give you. So all you have to say is, yes, I want it, and, and just receive it, right? The, the Lord will not withhold any good thing from you, right? The scripture says, what father gives his son a stone when he asks for bread? Ooh. So the Lord is the giver of all good things, and he will not withhold any good thing from you. So if that's in your heart and you want that baptism in the Holy Spirit, just open your heart and ask the Lord right now, Lord, I just want all you have for me. And you may not feel a thing, but the Holy Spirit is coming in to your body, into your spirit. And if you want to open your mouth, you can open your mouth and begin to just speak in in your heavenly language as the Spirit gives you utterance. And you can begin to have this intimate prayer language with the Lord, which yes. will open up just rivers of living water. And you will become a well for yourself and rivers of living water for others. So thank you, God. You will not withhold any good thing from your people. Jesus' name. Amen. That's so good. You know, we're about ready to take a break, Christine Vallis. And my listening friend, find out more about her by going to christinevallis.com, and you can find out more about her. But thank you for that wonderful prayer. And here's the the challenge for you. You know, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not freaky or frightening it when you it's basically yeah. holy spirit taking uh coming in and it, with a, a special anointing upon you and through you and you know mm-hmm. maybe just sing a psalm or something like that and be just maybe hum or something like that and all of a sudden if holy spirit stirs you and you're speaking some things that you had never spoken before it could be an unknown language or it could be a a, a, a language uh, maybe a native language of some it, who knows mm-hmm. what holy spirit is going to do but just know that holy spirit is not there to destroy you in a negative way, but he's there to, Holy Spirit is there to wreck you in a positive way so that you can be empowered mm. by him and not be empowered by your, by, by your own thoughts and mind and will. Uh, and this mm. is where it goes. So, Christine Vallis, we're going we're gonna to take a break and then we're going to come back. I, I've been excited about this whole show with you setting the stage here for this third month in the biblical calendar called Sivan, and within it, the uh, Shavuot time frame of the Ten Commandments being given, the Tabernacle of Moses being introduced, and also mm. the Acts chapter two church being uh, empowered. So we're going to talk more about that, but we're going to talk about it on a today basis. What does it mean for us today? And when we go back, mm. we're going to dig into some scripture and discover where this reference to this feast and festival and time frame showed itself throughout scripture, and it's going to blow your mind. Some other some of your favorite heroes in the Bible experienced this when they were under duress and challenge, and they were empowered. Mm. We're going to talk more about that when Christine Vallis and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on Praise. 
Welcome back to the second hour of Come Together San Diego. Yes, I'm Kaz, but my co-host is Christine Vallis, and uh, she is a remarkable teacher. In fact, you can find her on the uh, Internet and uh, get into some of the books that she has written and also some of the music that she has provided. Uh, Christine Vallis, you know, spell Christine like it would spell Christine, and then Vallis, V-A-L-E-S, all squished together. Dot com, <laughs> and you can find out more about the uh, his appointed times. The Bible talks about these months and seasons of the Lord, and also the harvest times of the Lord are okay. God's appointed times. When you dig more deeply, you'll realize, you know, in all of our study of Scripture, it, without understanding that there are feasts and festivals, months and days and years, we've only scratched the surface. We've only scratched the surface. And so Christine discovered this years ago and has been using what she's discovered to teach in his appointed times. And you can find out more about that at, at uh, Christine Vallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com. Uh, and I really encourage you to do that. Christine, mm-hmm. uh, we're in the second hour. And, yes. you know, I gave, you and I talked about kind of some outlines of things we were going to discuss. But I have yeah. to admit, I'm going to change the rules a little bit on you. So we're going to go. What? We're going to go go with the flow here. You know, I oh, got good. to think. Okay. <laughs> I, I I got to thinking about the these two festival celebrations, the festival yeah. or the uh, appreciation for Shavuot, the time of the introduction of the Ten Commandments, Moses on Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. and is also the time where he introduced the Tabernacle of Moses, which really is a springboard into almost anything you can consider studying. If you dig into the Tabernacle of Moses, you find the seed portion of those things, New Testament and Old, yesterday and today, Amen. all embellished there. So, I mean, it's a remarkable study. But also yeah. in the New Testament, this time frame, which the Jews call Shavuot, uh, to reverence the giving of the Ten Commandments, uh, the church calls Pentecost, which is the Pentecost of 50 days after the resurrection of Christ, this time frame when Jesus said, I want you to go into Jerusalem and all pray all together and wait till Holy Spirit comes upon you. And Christine was very, uh, very kind to pray over you, my listening friends, for a full empowerment or a fuller empowerment of Holy Spirit in you and to you and through you. And don't be freaked out about that. That is something that's God's plans. And wouldn't you say, Christine, as you look in the challenging times that we find ourselves right now, that without the empowerment and the baptism of Holy Spirit, we're basically depending on our own uh, thoughts and uh, our own strengths to try to make it through, even though we try to apply Scripture without Holy Spirit yeah. saying, here's the Scripture I want you to pay attention to now. This was built specifically for you in this time. I mean, I don't know how you can survive, Christine. Right, right. It's true. And, you know, uh, one thing, too, um, that and when we read in the book of Acts, we see that they were, um, they received the Holy Spirit. And then later on through the book, you know, you see that they receive the Holy Spirit again. Yes. So, you know, this is something that just you don't get once, you know. Um, it's I've heard people say that, you know, you kind of leak. The Holy <laughs> Spirit out, right. So you need this filling, you know, and um, and how awesome of the Lord just to keep giving us more and more and more, That's right. you know. That's so, right. so even for those of us who have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, we need to just get a refilling, and what a perfect day, you know, it just is. to get refilled and re-empowered, get that boldness, and um, yeah, it's yeah, awesome. That's right. But, yeah. you, you know, as mm-hmm. I look at it, and I understand more and more the character of God, I've got so much more to learn, but I realize mm-hmm. He doesn't do this in, in passing. He does it on purpose with an ulterior motive. Amen. 
And uh, yeah. obviously being saved, you, you sh- uh, applying the shed blood of Jesus upon you, the Passover lamb, that is the, uh, the, the stepping stone into all these other things. Mm-hmm. Another stepping stone would be, that's in the first month, the month of Nisan, the, uh, right. you know, the um, lamb of God who takes away the sin of the earth, the world, and mm-hmm. the, the angel of death passes over you when you apply the blood of the shed, shed lamb of God, Jesus himself. But then here's the next phase in growth, and that is the empowerment of Holy Spirit. And that was mm-hmm. the the thing that happened in Acts chapter 2, the empowerment of Holy Spirit. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is not mm-hmm. the end of the story either. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. go, you know, I, I, I'm looking for a return to the book of Acts church. You hear people say that, you know, Christine. Mm. And here's yeah. here's my point of view on that. If you're just looking for the uh, re- empowerment of the Book of Acts chapter two church, you are setting your sights way too low because each one of yeah. these things is building to another great adventure and venture happening very soon. The the, the birth of the church is seen in Acts chapter two, but and by the empowerment of Holy Spirit. And, but that is the empowerment of Holy Spirit. But, you know, this empowerment is setting the stage. This is a baby church. This is Acts chapter 2 is a baby church. To return to babydom, babydom is not, you know, <laughs> why, why would you do that? God wants mm-hmm. us to return to an intimate relationship with him so he can have, be a, have a bride-bridegroom relationship. So if you want to go Amen. back to the book of Acts chapter 2 church, you're, you're going the wrong direction, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Mm. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that? Christine Vallis? Yeah, you know, I, I do. And I, I see what you're saying. And, you know, I think that people say that um, because a lot of churches aren't even yes. um, experiencing anything to do with the Holy Spirit. So so to go to an Acts, Book of Acts church, it was like, oh, that'd be great, you know. But like say, that's just the starting point. That is, you know. Yes. Yeah, and what you you, you quoted in in Acts nine, yeah. didn't you? Mm-hmm. And when yeah. Paul, was it Paul that said, um, "Have you yet received yeah. the, the yeah. power?" Yeah, I think it was power? nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, have yeah. you yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? But you see, here's the deal: uh-huh. if you're looking at the news, my friends, right now, there's I don't know how a Christian can get not only uh, protected from the evil wiles that the enemy has, but also be uh, a, a an anointed force against it, I don't know how you can do that with your under your own power. It's got to be ho- the Spirit of God through Holy Spirit. And uh, and God has an ulter- ulterior motive, and that is to bring us to full maturity because he- he's got a bride and a bridegroom relationship that's in store for us. So we've got about a minute and a half. You want to talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. I- I- we're going to go to some turf that you haven't seen me write down in an outline. And, and my listening friend is going to blow your mind. We're going to revisit some areas, an area in particular in Scripture that happened during this time frame, the time frame of what you would call Shavuot, the time frame of the wheat harvest, the time frame of a Pentecost time frame in the Old Testament with a, one of your heroes, and you go, oh, that happened now? And I'm going to say yes. Mm. And any thoughts about what we've talked about so far? You've got about a minute there, Wow. Kiddo. Wow. Okay, yeah. Well, um, yeah, you know— um, it's it's um it is like you said like a, a starting point yes um because I think that you know um, Jesus said that he came to give us life and and that abundantly right 
and and eternal life. We have eternal life with Him. And I think so much, uh, the, so many of, of believers, you know, have, and, and I have to say, I probably thought this way a lot, was that, oh, eternal life is in the future, and the abundant life is really in heaven. And, and it is, you know. But but no, why did he leave us here? You know, exactly. So he wants to give us eternal life. Really means knowing God. That's what that's that's what eternal life is, knowing God and knowing Him here and now. Because you know, um, while we're here, we want God wants us to have an abundant life now. You know, and later. You know, that's, that's right. The double blessing. So part of that is this baptism of the Holy Spirit. And one thing I want to point out is that. You look at the disciples before the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You look at them, as, you know, in all the Gospels, and they they were not bold. They were they were very um, timid yes. half the time and unsure. And what happened after the baptism of the Holy Spirit? These guys were yep. empowered. They yes, were they like were. different people. They were bold, and so that yeah, they were bold, and so. If you need that boldness, you know, don't feel like you have to conjure it up in your own strength. God has the Holy Spirit to give you that boldness so that you can rest and just tap into his power. So just really practical living, not just, you know, um, these special occasions where we're praying for people, but practical living that we can live an abundant life by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the empowerment that we are really supernatural beings. And we're not just human. Amen? Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, I'm glad, I'm glad that my co-host, Christine Vallis, talked about tapping into his power. You know, you go back into Scripture in the Old Testament, you'll find a number of different uh, Bible characters who are heroes to you, very likely. They tapped into the Holy Spirit from an Old Testament point of view, and uh, mm-hmm. it really was tied to this very same time frame in which we are living right now, today, the uh, Shavuot, the uh, and the Feast of Pentecost, these time frames happened back then, and you'll be amazed at one Bible character I'm going to bring to your awareness, because the things he was facing then are almost exactly the things we're facing now, and it was only because of the empowerment of God that he was able to make it through. We'll talk about mm. that person and how it relates to Y.O.U. and Christine Vallis and Kaz. Come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Welcome back, my friends. And Christine Vallis is with me. Find out more about her remarkable teachings, uh, His Appointed Times, uh, and she calls it her chalkboard teaching. Just go to Christine Vallis, V-A-L-E-S, Dot com And you can find out all that stuff and so much more, in particular her music and her anointing. You'll be, you'll be impressed by her. I certainly am, and so are bazillions of people. I may be exaggerating the number just slightly, but anyway, it's, it's good <laughs> to have you. you. It was a pleasure. It's good to have you with me. Mm. You, you know, um, I, I dance through the scriptures very often, and I was running across some of my Bible heroes, and I got to reading mm. about one Bible hero in particular, and his name is Gideon. Gideon. Ah. And, and I started seeing how important this time frame is in the times of 
Gideon. And let, let, me, let, let, let me walk you through this, my listening friend, and then I'm going to have uh, Christine Vallis give her insights as well. But, you know, if you start looking, you know, there are clues in Scripture. It can, it may, in Scripture it may say, and the third month or the fifth month mm-hmm. or the seventh month or something like that. Or it may say during a certain harvest. Something happened during the wheat harvest that Gideon was involved with that tells me the time frame where these things of Gideon mm. actually happened. But before we do, I'm just going to, I need to do just a little bit of business here, my friends. A lot of new program on KPRZ. There's one that's called Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. And it happens on weekdays from 11.30 a.m. until noon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Rabbi Schneider and discovering the Jewish Jesus, find out more about the revelation of the Hebrew Bible and the Old Testament and the New Testament as they are blended in a holy way together. And that's on weekdays, 11.30 a.m. to noon, and it's discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. Anyway, so much so with that. Now let me give you a little bit of information about this guy named Gideon. Many of you know, if you're even a casual Bible reader, that uh, Gideon was one of the superheroes, and it wasn't that he was such a great man of stature or a man of prowess or anything like that. In fact, he was just the opposite. And uh, Christine, we're reading, uh, I'm taking this mm-hmm. from, from the book of Judges, right around chapter 6 and beyond a number of chapters. So my listening friend, you need to be aware of this because... Uh, Christine, if, if you dig into there, you know he, he was in, shall we say, troublous times. The bad guys mm-hmm. were in a, an attack mode uh, against all of Israel, and um, the bad guys <clears throat> had purpose to destroy Israel. And Gideon was not one of the major tribes. He wasn't a major leader of a tribe. Uh, he was just Gideon. And um, you know the story about he and the 300, the band of 300, overcoming uh, what was multiplied thousands and thousands of people. And the Bible identified them as the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the East. And here's an interesting verse about that in uh, Judges 6 and beyond. It talks about their number as they had camels that were more Mm. camels uh, than the grains of sand on the seashore. And I found Mm. it very interesting that Christine Ballas talked about very early in the program, the uh, gimel, the, the, the camel yeah. is, a, is, is supposed to be a blessing. And here we have the enemy that has stole, stolen the value mm. of camels and used them as warfare against mm. God's kids. And I think if mm-hmm. you look around going on today, Christine, I think the, the uh, analogy of the camels or taking uh, valuable things that belong to God's kid and, kids and abusing them is happening today, mm. wouldn't you say? Mm, yes, that's true. And so yeah, when I when absolutely. I read about the camels, when mm-hmm. you talked about the camels uh, in the very first uh, couple segments, mm-hmm. uh, Gimel, is that mm-hmm. did I pronounce that correct? Yeah, Gimel. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're meant yeah, for ble- cam- they're meant for blessing, but the enemy has used what is meant for a bl- blessing to as a curse against God's kids now in these days. Mm-hmm. And let me just extrapolate a little briefly from the story of Gideon first, because I want to set the stage with the little ram's horn. Now, a ram's horn okay. and a, a, a torch uh, were among the things that, and a sword. These were among the tools that uh, Gideon had his 300 men have handy. And the Amalekites and the Midianites and the children of the east were with 
almost numberless. There were so many. And, you know, God says, I want to just take 300 people out of all my all my people, and I want them to rout the enemy that is without number, but I want it to be such a small number of people of Israel doing it so that no one can say Israel did it. They're going to have to be able to say that the God of Israel did that. So I'm going to start mm. with a little shofar blast here. It's actually a ram's horn, which is the same, is like like what the Gideon would have blown. He wouldn't mm. have taken the big kudu antelope horn like I blow sometimes because it was too big and cumbersome in a battle environment. Mm. But this little guy is a ram's horn, and you can blow that, and it makes a loud, fearful sound for the enemy. And I'm going to blow that now, and then I'm going to engage further in this story. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how can you know that the time of Pentecost, the time of Shavuot, the time of the wheat harvest, was this time in which we are right now, unless you have an appreciation for God's seasons, his festivals, his harvests, and his months. So I'm going to dig more deeply into that, and you'll be amazed at how this coincides with where we are right now. But first, a little ram's horn blast, and consider this like Gideon and his 300 against the innumerable innumerable, uh, camels of war and the bad guys, the Amalekites, the Midianites, and the children of the east down in the valley, and he's coming down from a mountaintop. And here's the sound that they heard. And the bad guys look up in the mountains and they see, they, they hear this sound and they see that uh, there are f- uh, flames of fire, which are the torches. And they, they saw each torch and they said, that must be a whole group of, uh, of an, arm, mm. an army, uh, you know, subdivision of the army. There, 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 there. And there were only 300, uh, you know, 300 there. But when, you, when they looked at them, they go, well, there must be, it's in the dark. And they said there must be an entire group of people, big group of people there ready to descend upon us. And the Bible says that the uh, the Amalekites, the Midianites, and the children of the East began to <laughs> destroy mm-hmm. one another. They began to destroy wow. one another. Now, let me let me give you the, the, the time frame where this happens, and uh, Gideon was given the direction to do that. I'm going to read to it, it, it to you now, and then we're going to es- e- excavate it a little bit more in the future mm. portion of this. Christine, I, Christine I, I was just amazed when I looked at this this morning, and, and I'm going to take you, my listening friend, to a place in, uh, in uh, Judges chapter 7, uh, mm-hmm. actually at chapter 6, and verse, starting at verse mm. 33, and it says, And then all the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the east were gathered together, and they went over and they pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of God came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, uh, uh, and Abiezer uh, was gather, gathered after him, and it identifies all the different people. But the Scripture says in uh, a little bit earlier on in verse uh, 11, get this, get this. In verse 11 of chapter 6, it says, And and there, there came an angel of mm. the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an Oprah, uh, that uh, pertained to Josiah. And um, the Bible says, And Abazite and his son Gideon was on the threshing floor, threshing wheat in the wine mm. press. The only time you thresh wheat is a time frame that we're in right now. This is the time of 
Shavuot. This is the time of the counting of the Omar transitioning from barley into wheat. This is the time when Israel would have been harvesting and threshing wheat. This right now Mm -hmm. is that time frame. This is the time frame of Shavuot. This is a time frame of Pentecost. And let me describe to you in the next segments what happened to and through Gideon because the same wiles that he was facing then are the enemy that we're facing now. Christine Vallis will talk more about that. My listening friend, do not go away. You will be blown away, but also empowered when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Come Together San Diego. This is a remarkable time frame in Scripture. This is a remarkable time frame in the Jewish calendar it is a remarkable time frame in the church today because we have entered into and are entering into when on Sunday, right now, the broadcasting of this show on this Sunday is what we call Pentecost Sunday. It's a celebration of the Book of Acts, Chapter 2, Church, <clears throat> Pentecost Sunday. Christine Vallis is with me. And Christine, you, you know, I had never mm-hmm. really connected these things in such a way as when I was looking into Gideon earlier, early, early morning, God stirred me about mm-hmm. Gideon. And then I realized all this, the empowerment was given to him in a place where he was harvesting uh, and threshing wheat. And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's now. That's the time frame of now. Right. That's right. So, so the more I contemplated that, I go, you know, you know, I never actually applied this in my er- earlier teachings on this month of Savan. I go, wait a minute. And all of a sudden, I'm going, I'm teaching, I'm, I'm seeing new revelation and empowerment here with this. And I, I don't know about you, but this, this, this gives me the shivers when we, when we, oh, wow. we relate this to <laughs> this time frame right now. Because what happened in the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, Holy Spirit came upon them and empowered them, and they spoke mm. with new tongues. Well, in this book, in the in the book of Judges, it talks about Gideon was threshing wheat um, uh, in the wine press, and um, and the Bible says, and the Lord, the angel of the Lord, visited him, visited him, and in- mm-hmm. included and, and said to him, um, "You're a mighty man of valor." Amen. And so, he, yeah. and so, as very similarly, what happened is an angel of God, in the personage of Holy Spirit, uh, came upon the, the upper room believers and gave them power as well. In Gideon's day, it was empowerment to to overcome uh, innumerable enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and today, in the in the Book of Acts, chapter two, it was to overcome innumerable enemies. And my listening friend, we are facing innumerable enemies in today's life and lifetime. So, 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 you know, and here's the thing that Christine, Christine is, is, mm-hmm. it, it encourages me because sometimes if you get carried away and you look into the news and all these different reports of different things that are going on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the violation of human rights, the violation of baby rights, uh, children being abducted, uh, government being, uh, Judeo-Christian government being 
challenged and threatened and even taken away. This is exactly the same thing that was happening during Gideon's day when the Amalekites, the Midianites, and the children of the east were about ready to attack them. And this is a group of individuals without number with heinous plans to destroy Israel. And here we are in the world. We have people with heinous plans, to uh, planning to destroy Judeo-Christian uh, points of view, to destroy children, to destroy um, babies, to destroy uh, you, you, just the whole fabric of godliness that this the nation of America, but also the world, has experienced through the years. This is in our face right now. Mm. And when I think about that, I'm going, you know, God had a plan back then. He delivered Israel. God had a plan back in the book of Acts chapter 2 church. He introduced the empowerment of God's church to be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And more than ever before, he desires to empower us right now, right now with that same empowerment because we're facing things similar to what uh, <clears throat> Gideon did when he dealt with the <clears throat> Midianites, the Amalekites, and the children of the East. Now, let me do an analogy between those, uh, and it's going to set the stage for our uh, final segment. But the <clears throat> Midianites, if you look into the book of Esther, it talks about the Medes and the Persians. And the Medes are from media or media, and you know there, there, there's no mistake in God and God's words that He chooses and uses. But media today is one of our biggest enemies when it goes against Judeo-Christian values. And media today has been sequestered, uh, taken away by the bad guy, and is used to miscommunicate truths. Mm. And the same thing that Gideon was facing with the media of the day. We are facing with the media of today as well. But God showed his power through the angel that visited him and imbued him with power and his three, band of 300. He, the, mm. It was actually thousands of Israelites that were available for war. And God said, I'm going to, and the angel said, I'm going to hew it down. That's too many people. Even though the, the, your enemies are without number, you having multiplied thousands of people going against them, it's easy for you to take the uh, you know, credit for, this, for a victory I'm about ready to do with you and through you. Instead, we're going to hew it down. It was hewn down several times till it came to 300 against the <laughs> innumerable multitudes. And God says, mm-hmm. now when they are vanquished, you can't say it was you. It has to be me and using you. And that's where we are in the church right now. God wants to use us to vanquish the enemy. And you had, in, in, in uh, Gideon's day, you had the Midianites. In today's day, we have media. And the Amalekites back then were the ones, if you were looking at the book of Esther, you realized that uh, Haman was of a tribe uh, of bad guys who had the Amalekites as under his tutelage. And the, the Amalekites were known for attacking from the rear and killing children and the older people first. Mm-hmm. Look at the disease we just went through. Look at, look mm-hmm. at the uh, Roe Ro v. Wade thing that is people, people in different states are going, uh-uh-uh, we're going to continue to have the abortion issue front and center in our state. Thank you very much. This thing is lifting its evil head in America right now, and that was the same thing that happened with the Amalekites back then. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I, I'm a, won't dis, I won't spend a lot of time on children of the East, but you know who the children of the East were in his day are the same people who are the children of the East <laughs> today. You know, we talk about Russia, Russia, but also China, China. And, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm not disparaging the individuals in China because there are many, 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 many powerful believers that indwell that nation. But I'm just telling you that communistic point of view uh, is is rearing its head, and the same thing that was rearing its head, its head in Gideon's day is rearing its head today. And the same thing was rearing its head during the days of the book of Acts chapter 2 church, when the Holy Spirit came upon that church and endued them with power of the Holy Spirit, and it was that power of the Holy Spirit. And you talked about it, uh, uh, Christine, that the the, mm-hmm. the uh, disciples were not too brave. In fact, they were kind of wishy-washy, mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit mm-hmm. came upon them, and they were empowered. And the signs and wonders and miracles happened through their vestment and investment through Holy Spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was to be a sign or a signpost for us today. And guess what day we are in right now? Christine Vallis, what day are we in right now? Pentecost. (laughs) We've got about a minute. You want to reflect a little bit Mm -hmm. on what I said, and I'm going to pay this off in greater detail in the last segment. Christine Vallis. Yeah, well... I have to say, great gleaning there, Kent. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, you know, um, it encourages me, and I, I think it should encourage all the listeners out there that, you know, first of all, the Word of God just keeps on giving. It's always, um, like you said, Gideon uh, was a, is, a, is a hero to you. You probably read this a million times, you know, but but how, how certain things jump out, and and you think about, I, I think maybe because we're not in a agricultural society so much um, where, you know, you, you read about the harvest and the wheat and then you just kind of skim over that or skip over it completely. But there are clues there. And, and so that's awesome that the Lord just highlighted that to you and, and just really put the connection because, you know, Gideon, as it goes on, you know, is saying um, when the Lord called him a mighty man of valor, he he looked at himself as, you know, the the youngest of the tribe of Manasseh, you know, nothing much, you know, he didn't think much of himself at all. And just like the disciples were changed, you know, by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So that should encourage us, you know, and, and, and he, because of that boldness, many, many people followed him, you know, and he became, not only a, a man of valor, but a, a great, um, a, a great warrior that was respected by so many. Where in the past, you he probably would think that would never happen, yes, right? That's right. So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, you know, the, uh, yeah. things that are happening today, you will, won't hear people talk about the spirit of Baal or demon demons and things like that. But the, mm-hmm. the, the spirit of Baal is one that sacrifices children and does all these evil evil Mm -hmm. things and the sacrifice of children in abortion the sacrifice of children being stolen away uh that that's going on in nations around Mm -hmm. this world that spirit is alive and sadly well and the only thing that Mm -hmm. can really solve that problem is uh, the power of father son and holy spirit using his uh, ecclesia his called out ones in these days and then uh, showing himself mightily to and through them we're going to talk a little bit more in the next segment, the last segment on this, what 
on what this will look like and is looking like today. And uh, God has purposed these different times and time frames to introduce these things. And this is the time for the introduction of the book of Acts chapter 2 church when Holy Spirit wants to indwell mightily like never before. Right now, today, we'll talk more about that when Christine Vallis and Kaz come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Welcome back, my friends. Come Together San Diego. We purpose to introduce different points of view regarding Scripture and maybe even the months and the years and the harvest and things like that, and encourage you to incorporate those into your belief structure because God put them there for us to incorporate them into our belief structure for us to become stronger in understanding Him, His character, and His empowerment. With me for this entire two-hour broadcast has been um, Christine Vallis, of His Appointed Times, Christine Vallis, V-A-L-E-S dot com. You can find out more about her. Christine, uh, you know, this is, mm-hmm. we kind of hit a gold mine in this when you start realizing the things that were going on in the days of uh, of Gideon, the days of the mm-hmm. er, early book of uh, Acts chapter 2, and now are not dissimilar to one another. Thoughts? Right. Yeah, I know. Um, during these breaks I've been reading, I'm like, wow, there's a lot here. <laughs> you know? oh, there is. And, um, yeah, and um, so much similarity, you know. And, um, you know, again, something that jumps out at me is that um, we can say, wow, you know, um, Gideon, you know, this is such an experience that he had. And, again, the Lord is saying, you can have that experience too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? and, and better because that Holy Spirit will, will not just come and go and remain on you, you know. And um, so... So this is, it's just awesome. Um, it's exciting. I'm really um, encouraged how you, you, you gleaned out of this book of Judges. So it just, to me, again, just opens up my eyes and just makes me want to look for clues like this, reading God's Word. He has, Absolutely. He has a rhema words for us. He yeah? does indeed. He does mm-hmm. indeed. You know, one of the things, and I'm going to be brutally honest with you, uh, Christine, and also my listening friend. I spend a lot of time praying over the church the ecclesia, the called out ones. Mm -hmm. And as I look at the profile, if you will, I don't know what a better word is, to identify the Mm -hmm. different uh, members of the body of Christ, the different churches and different leadership in different churches, I'm going, how can we all get together and be all equally awakened to be empowered to overcome the powers of the enemy like Gideon did, like the early church did? And uh, my uh, producer, Neil, Fraser is with me in the studio, and we got to talking about it. But if you also look at the numbers here, God didn't need—you know, I go, how how many in the church are really awakened enough to stand against wokeism? And there are a lot Mm -hmm. of people in the ecclesia, the called out the church, that aren't even close to being awakened as to the the evil intentions of those who are woke and uh, misapplying— Wholesome values turning Judeo-Christian values into something that is anti-Christ, and I, and I I'm frustrated and sometimes I have trouble sleeping to be honest with you, Christine and also my listening friend because mm. I go how can we arise to that mm. occasion? So many are 
uh, incoherent about these things that are threatening us in our very face. Have you had that thought as well, uh, Christine Vallis? Well, that's interesting, Um, you know, talking about that, you know, and it seems like as you read through Scripture, you know, that the Lord always uses that word remnant, you know, a lot of times that there's a remnant that, that the Lord uses. Um, in different periods of biblical history, and even now, you know, and um, I, I know that I could say that during the whole COVID uh, thing, that there was remnants. There was like a remnant of the church that rose up. You know, um, we it, it was it, it exposes a lot. You know, in, in trials and tribulation, and and people kind of. Um, realize what they really believe or what their fears are, things are exposed yes. and, mm-hmm. and, and a remnant rises up. But one thing that, um, uh, you know, talking about this, thinking about these things and that God doesn't really need a lot of people, when it, you know, um, right. Yep. He just needs people that are all in and because he's the one doing the work anyway, right. That's right. Behind the scenes. And that's something that jumped out in that section of Joe uh, ju- judges is um, that something I noted is that when Gideon saw this angel of the Lord that came upon and consumed the offering and everything, that he's like, oh, my gosh, I've just seen the Lord, you know, and I'm going to die. I just saw your face. And the Lord told him, he said, no, peace be unto you. Do, do not be afraid. You shall not die. And Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and named it Jehovah Shalom. Yes. And God of so, peace. <laughs> peace. Yeah. So when we're thinking about all these things and Lord, how are you going to do it? I feel like the Lord is just saying, rest. I, I, and remember who I am. I am Jehovah Shalom. I will use the remnant. He always does. Yes. And he does it with his power. You know, Amen. one of the things is there's, it's not a coincidence that we are in that time frame now. Uh, mm-hmm. Many people today is Saturday. This broadcast is live broadcast yeah. on Saturday, and then Sunday will be resurrect, not resurrection Sunday. It will be Pentecost Sunday, and this is the uh-huh. birthday of the church. But so many churches don't even acknowledge it. They just go about the regular church service. But the point of the matter is the the in heart. I'm heartened by this fact that during Gideon's mm-hmm. day, there were thousands and thousands of people in Israel that, that God said, "No, I, I can't. I can't use you in the army." But you can take advantage of uh, the collecting the spoil and uh, helping to vanquish the enemy once they're on the run. So God only chose 300 individuals that uh, mm-hmm. uh, were, were you know, down at, at the waterfront, basically, to be able to be the warriors to do this. And as I look at the church, I'm going, really, the church isn't really empowered really to do that. And God says, just give me the ones that are just serious about this. And mm-hmm. the, other, the other guys, is, you know, they, 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 I'm going to help them become empowered and, and uh, take part in receiving the spoils and things like that and doing mm-hmm. some of the stuff. But they're not going to be take the brunt of this. My 300 yeah. are going to be willing to do that. And in the book of Acts chapter 2, you know, we, there was 120 people in the upper room. Jesus had much more than 120 people involved in that intimate mm-hmm. relationship with him during his ministry, but only 120 started the thing out. And so what mm-hmm. I'm, my encouragement to you, my listening friend, is you, you are listening to this broadcast of Christine Vallis and me right now on purpose because God sees you as one of the called out ones to make a godly stand. And one of the things Christine uh, Christine talked about is this is the month of 5783. This is the decade of the mouth. 
And how do you mm-hmm. make your stand? Speak, declare the things of God, mm-hmm. and just see what happens. People that are that have been on the sideline that are believers, they go, you know, I wish I could have said something like that. And you can embolden those people around you. So as the mm-hmm. time comes to make your stand and make your declarations, all of a sudden you've amounted a literal army of God kids to be able to do that. And here we are in these times right now. They were these times in Gideon's day. They were these times in the book of Acts chapter 2 days. They are these times right now. Uh, take about 60 seconds to give your final thoughts, and I'll close the show in the in the remaining 60 seconds after that. So the ticker is going, Christine Vallis, by the way, christinevallis.com. Go ahead, Christine. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Cass. Such a blessing. And yeah, I'm, I'm just... Uh... Um, reminded of just um, the love of God over us, that he, he doesn't want us to, you know, um, strive or operate in our own strength. We, um, we don't have to live um, just with what we have in the natural. We have more. We have That's access right. to Supernatural more. empowerment and, and provision. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. So the Lord is just saying, receive all I have for you. And just go forth in my rest, in my Jehovah Shalom. Yes. Amen. Yes, Thank yes, yes. So, so my listening yeah. friend, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. A lot of people, you know, that I, I look at podcasts and I listen to things like that, and people are woeful, believers are woeful, that very very few of the full magnitude of God's kids are awakened. They are falling under the, the spell of oh, oh, being woke instead of awakened. And I I have felt that same agony, too, that what's going on? What The church doesn't even have a clue what's happening against the church right now. And God says, don't worry about it. I have my called out ones in Gideon's Day 300 in the upper room that started out with 120. And Mm. the purpose of that was in Ephesians chapter 4, for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for perfecting the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edification of the body of Christ. And that is what's happening right now. God is having people make their godly stand, and as we do, it doesn't have to be a big number, just that number has to be listening and obeying. So my listening friends, it's about time for us to go. I hope that's been an inspiration for you, my listening friend. Christine Vallis, always, always, always a pleasure to minister mm. with you and through you on Come Together San Amen. Diego. So Thanks my, so much, oh, oh, it's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. My, my listening friend, it's time to go. More good stuff next week. We're going to talk about uh, the gates of hell and how God has called us to prevail against that as well. Wow! Major stuff. God bless and see you next week. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.